Hey everyone, it's Jake here. Thanks for joining in to the Wellspring Podcast. If you're ready to be encouraged, but also challenged to live a bold life for Jesus and get rid of the old useless traditions of man, well, you've come to the right place. So buckle up and let's dive into this week's message. Psalm 23, I want to start here. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. If you agree with that, wonderful scripture, say amen. amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we get to be encouraged by your word. God, I thank you that you would just open our ears, new levels of revelation, new levels of of. Lord, letting us understand more of your word so that we may put it into action in our life. God, that is my desire for all of us to take your word brick by brick, piece by piece, and put it as, as a building block of our foundation, of our walls, of the roof of our life, Lord, that we would be built strong by your word and by your spirit. Lord, that you may strengthen us so when the storms of life blow, when they blow, our house will not fail. God, we are built upon you that our life is centered around you. Jesus, we thank you that when we go through the darkest of valley, you are with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, we focus on the promise that you are with us. We thank you, Jesus. We honor your name. In Jesus' name, everyone says amen and amen. <clears throat> I want you to know God has great plans for you. And I would encourage us all to, to stop sabotaging those plans by the words of your mouth and by the actions of your life. You know, we're not puppets. We, 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 we're not, it, it, God gives us free will. He says, here's life, here's death. And then he, he does, it's not a trick question. He says, choose life. You know what I mean? It's like open book with the teacher up front and he's pointing at the answer. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's a win-win for us if we listen to him and we follow him. He's not trying to trick us here. He wants to give us the answer. Amen. But I want to throw out a few things that really, this, this is a, an analogy that I use, a metaphor, many times around this time of year because I see you go outside and because of the season we're in, what do we see? Outside, in our yards. Well, not not a lot of snow yet, but we, we almost all will see leaves, right? We see leaves falling to the ground. We're moving into another season. And it's, it's like an illustration for us that last year's leaves fall to the ground. And there's a preparation for new things, new things coming in the future. Last year's leaves fall. There's this transition. Here shortly, there won't be many leaves on the trees at all. And there may not be a lot of fruit on the tree, but that doesn't mean it's time to chop down the whole tree because that's the way it looks on the outside. Amen? Though it appears dead, roots are still growing. When you study about trees, and if you've, you know, studied a little bit about it, but the roots will still grow in winter. Now, it's slower growth, but they're still growing. 
and we're in a generation that uh, it's, you know, if it's not the way we want it right now, then we just, you know, well, it's not working and we move on. But there is a, something about staying planted, staying um, rooted in the Lord. And <clears throat> now I understand some of you are, are saying, okay, and, and I would too. I would, I'd argue with myself, say, well, but, but Jake Psalms chapter one said those that in, delight in the Lord's instruction, he meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears fruit in its season whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers, right? So you're like, there you go, Jake. That's going to blow your, your, your sermon out of the water. <clears throat> when we went to a mission trip to Medellin, Colombia, it was kind of a tropical area. It's, it's, um, it's, it's actually the area, we were, the area we were in was a lot like Hawaii. It didn't really have marked season changes, and so the trees, they bear fruit a lot, and they bear, you know, the leaves, you know, and I was saying, so the leaves never die and fall off. He said, well, no. The guy was telling me here, the climate we're at in Medellin, Colombia, this elevation, it's, it, it just, it, it happens almost simultaneously. There, there's leaves that are growing, they have a certain time, and then they fall, but there's leaves right there. And so in our climate, we see, like, total death. I mean, it's like the leaves just, like, totally, this tree looks dead. There, it's, they kind of shed. He calls it, it's like a cat that would shed its hair, a dog that sheds. It, and this kind of does that with its leaves. I was like, ooh, I got to talk about this a little bit. Because I do want us, our within our name is wellspring and we know that he is the one that doesn't run dry okay if water we're mostly water our bodies we would die without water much quicker than we would without food okay it's essential so jesus is as essential for our spiritual life as water is to our physical life our physical body and it's not like he has periods where he runs dry. We may uproot and move, try to move away, and that's very hard on trees. It really is. And so within this, we still see that there's fruit that will grow, and then it falls to the ground, or it ripens and moves on, and then there's new growth. There is a cycle in transitions in our life. I'm here to tell you that's in our climate or if you lived in a different climate. But it doesn't mean that we never go through hard times. It doesn't mean that we don't go through transitions to where things look more exciting than others. I always liken it to when I went surfing. Now, I'm not a surfer guy, but I did learn how to surf I did just enough surfing to say that I actually stood up on a board and rode a wave. And so <laughs> I'm really glad I did that because it taught me that uh, there's a lot of waiting and there's a lot of paddling in between catching those waves. And in the same way in our life, even the, the, the plow, plant, grow harvest cycles it there's time in between and so this morning i want to give us i'm gonna maybe get to all three but there's three keys to, to moving forward into what god has for us transition times right we got this idea of the past being gone leaves falling in between fruit seasons there's three keys here i want to give you number one you ready don't despise your wilderness time. Don't despise it. Remember, Jesus uh, was, was led into the wilderness before he started his ministry. Right? See, people mess up in transition times. 
we find that's where a lot of a lot of mess ups happen. It's when you're when you're in transitioning, you know, that's where you mess up. There, there's so many analogies I could use for that. It's just endless. Um, the desert transitions you from Egypt to the promised land. Remember the people of Israel. They were in Egypt. They need to go through the desert to get to the promised land. So we don't really want, we want to make this a journey through the valley of death, right? Right through that, not set up camp there, especially not from disobedience. Amen. Matthew chapter four, verse one. Am I going too quick? Do I need to slow down? Do anybody listen to podcasts? How many put it on like one and a half times speed sometimes? I do. I'm like, this person's speaking too slow for me. (laughs) Sometimes I go to a podcast where they're preaching more like me or Heidi, and it's like on one and a half speed, and it's just super fast. Whoa, okay. Normal speed's good for you. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Hmm. So Jesus is led by the Spirit into the desert. Now, I'm not going to dive into this real deep, but I just want to know that, I just want you to know this, that he may lead in, but he is going to also lead out. He's not leading you there for you to stay there. But there are transition times in our life when we need to go through that time. You know, if you want to go to Colorado, anybody been to Colorado? If you want to go to Colorado from here, you've got a lot of flat land to travel. Like if you want to drive, Texas will take you half your life. You will travel for what seems like days, and you'll stop and say, surely we're out of Texas. And you're like, where are we at? No, you're still in Texas. It's big, and you go through a lot of flatland, a lot of boring. I mean, ah. And traps, so many traps. When you drive across Texas, that's what it used to be. You better, you better watch out for some of them towns. And, I mean, the lights will come on. You know what I mean? You, you, you need to keep your eyes open. There's a lot of flatland before you get to the mountain. See, the Israelites were led. They were through the wilderness. Some say 11-day journey. And they went for how many years? 40 years. Disobedience, complaining. There was this transition time. Jesus did crazy miracles to get them out of Egypt. And it was God's desire to get them into their promised land. But they messed up this in-between. And there was a lot of complaining, a lot of grumbling. You know, come on. And I want you to know that the desert was not a curse. The desert for the Israelites and the desert for Jesus was not punishment. It was a necessary road to get where they needed to go. And so what I mean by don't despise the process, I'm, I'm also not saying you have to be like, like crazy, smile real big and be like, it's wonderful. I'm just blessed and highly favored with the Lord. Every little thing, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be your most favorite time. But what I'm saying this morning is, Don't be careful. Guard your heart that you don't start despising the process. Because any process that you begin to hate or despise, you will stop. I don't like this process, so I'm going to stop doing that. Even though the results of the thing, of the process, are good. Okay? Making a healthy meal, I just hate cooking. Okay, if you hate that process, then you'll stop getting the right nutrients that you want in your life. So I'm not saying you have to just just be ecstatic about every little process, 
but guard your heart that you don't despise it. I just hate getting out of bed. I despise getting out of bed. Well, if you, if you just, pfft, I'm not going to worry about the process of getting out of bed. Then what are the results going to be in your life? Probably lose your job because I don't want to, you know, what was that? Some movie one time. He was like, I'm just sad. I don't want to go to work. I've just decided I don't want to. And just We decide any process, any uh, thing that we don't like, we, we don't like it. We don't want to do it. And if you've been raising the, the charismaniac circle, we'll just say, no, that's, that's, that, that's the devil. You know, because I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. That makes it painful. But there was nothing super comfortable about three years that Jesus spent without a nice house. He didn't have a Mr. Pillow or my pillow, whatever, my pillow, sorry. He didn't have a my pillow. He said the Son of Man has no place. You know, there was uncomfort there. But yet, he said, for the joy set before him, he had such purpose. He had such, there was such joy for what this is going to bring. And Jesus didn't despise. See, there was a process that will bring for us, it brought us life. And so whatever's going on in our life, whatever dark valley, whatever um, difficulty, difficult things come, be careful. I'm, I'm not saying you just got to love it. But be careful not to despise it because then you'll reject it and you'll reject the results that come from it. Uh, for instance, you know, <clears throat> we know working out's good for you. We know some exercise is good for you. Anybody want to challenge that? Now, it's just a widely known thing. How many in here, if I was to ask you to raise your hand, never exercise? I mean, you don't have to raise your hand, right? But it's something that we can know that is beneficial, all the science, Christian and heathen, everywhere in between are all going to say this is good for you. But yet how many people despise you? Like, I hate working. I hate fitting. I, I don't like it. It's, you know what I mean? So it makes me uncomfortable. And then we see our nation as a whole, it's like 70, 60, 70% obese and all the health problems and heart disease that go with that. It's because at some point along the way, it's like I'm, I'm dis, I despise this process that would help bring health. Uh, I better move on. Y'all got, got awkwardly silent on that. No, actually, I, I'll say it like this. I expected us to be silent on that. It's okay. So the desert's not a curse. It's not a punishment. It was where... They needed to go through that time. Jesus went through the wilderness. And then after, immediately after that wilderness season, tempted by the devil, he told the devil, what's up? Right? He would, he, he told him. He started three years of the most world-changing ministry ever. Right after. And so whatever we're going through, just know that when we couple with Jesus, that you can actually come out stronger better and more impactful after that than you ever could have been before it. Amen. <clears throat> so think about this and, and I want to just pull out a couple of keys on this, not to despise it because you know, the Israelite children didn't choose that. Think about them. They were born in the wilderness. You ever thought about, I mean, like that's just what they know, but yet it was them that let them out. And there's a victim mentality, if we're not careful, that can come in and it can keep us, if we're not careful, from moving through that. Remember the children, they were the ones that conquered the enemies to get into the promised land. It doesn't matter if it's your fault or not. Forty years in the desert. Can you imagine if you had... 
the children of nowadays, teenagers, they're born for 40 years. You know, imagine like the first year in the wilderness you get born. You're like 40 years old. Just think about that conversation with their therapist. You know what I mean? What I'm, I'm, I'm suffering from a lot of different issues because I was born. I didn't have a pillow. I had a rock. And I had, you know, we had to fight. We had to, I mean, just think about their stories, you know, that, that they. And we can learn that life, you may feel like you got the short end of the stick. You may feel like that I was just, this kind of happened to me. We counsel a lot of people like they're, they're in a position that because of other people's actions. And so though we do say that, you know, a lot of the messes we get ourselves into are a result of our own actions, we do know that there are many people that are in real predicaments because of other people's actions. And yet... Those children fought and took the promised land. And so it, you might have got the short end of the stick. You may have, it may have happened to you. I'm here to tell you that that's okay. You can still see, see it all the way through what God has planned for you. Amen? Jesus, he was led in the desert and he was led out of it then ministry began. Amen. My pastor told me this many years ago, and if you take notes, write this down. God must do a work in you before he can do a work through you. There are many people that want God to use them, but they're not fully submitting their life to him. God must do a work in you before he can do a work through you. We know that there is, there is many times there is a weight of the call. There's a weight to obedience. You know, God may ask you something that's it's weighty. And until the Lord has really done something inside of you, a real submission of that, that moment where it's like, yes, Lord, send me. I, I believe in you. Amen. We've got to be okay when people take advantage of us. Not okay with it, but okay through it. I don't know who that's for today. And with Jesus, it's possible. That you're okay when people take advantage of you. You learn to be okay with it. We walk through the valley, and when we do that, when we trust him even through that, that's how we can walk through the valley, the dark valley. We walk by the Spirit. Galatians 5, 16 says, So, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What can stop our progress in walking through the valley. What can stop our progress? How did the how did the enemy try to stop Jesus from getting his through his wilderness? Temptation to to not do the will of the Father, which is in it in, in the most Easy summary that I can say, what is sin? It's the temptation to not do the will of God. It's not the will. It's not, it's not, just, it's not just the temptation. It's, like it's, it's it, not doing the will of God. And so, sin can stop your progress through the transition, through the desert. It stopped the children of Israel. The enemy tried that with Jesus, and he failed. Gratifying the sinful desires. And I really like this scripture in Galatians 5, because it says, walk 
by the Spirit. I just, I like that. I just like that. You know why? Because it doesn't seem super hard, does it? I mean, most, most people can walk. It wasn't like he was saying, do cartwheels by the Spirit. Do great and mighty acts by the Spirit. Mighty and, no, just walk one foot after the other. Just live as like your daily life walking by the Spirit so that you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Amen? And when the Israelites went into the promised land, all the problems weren't gone. They had to stand firm and have faith. Amen? There's a lot to this story, and I may break this up for next week. So I think I might, of course, it's, it's Christmas Eve next week, so I have to decide how I want to do that. But God was giving them the land. We know that God led them out of Egypt. He wanted them to move in, and the transition is where they started messing up. And the encouragement today is don't despise the process. Can I give you a couple of other points? I'm going to skip a lot of this. We know that in Numbers we see the spies. Remember the spies went into the land, and only two said they could take the land. Remember Joshua and Caleb. They were like, we got this. He told them. Remember, they said, we're like grasshoppers. There's giants. There's Nephilim. There's all these people. We can't take the land. They were the I can't kind of people. Joshua and Caleb came back. And, you know, a lot of that was false report, right? They didn't devour them. Were they Nephilim? Probably not. But either way, they did conquer them. But they brought back a report of fear. And when the report of fear came, everybody believed them. Why did they believe them? Because they were thinking, that makes sense. Wow, that makes sense. This report, this false report of fear was seen as wisdom. Now, now catch this real quick. Are you with me? Okay, listen, write this down. I don't have a lot of good quotes. I don't know. Maybe I do. But this is one you can quote. All right. I was praying and the Lord showed me this. Fear causes skepticism to be seen as wisdom. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That may be totally based in, in fear. Not the fear of God, but I'm talking about fear of man, fear of people, fear of the enemy. And God has not given us that spirit of fear. Fear causes skepticism to be seen as wisdom. And that wisdom keeps a lot of Christians from accomplishing. It keeps a lot of people from going on. It's kept a lot of people I've seen from going on any kind of mission trips, any kind of outreach, because it's, oh, that's too dangerous. It's just true. I, mean, I remember... You know, we were, we, we, I went on two trips to this area we were going to in, in, um, in uh, Columbia. We, you know, lots of people have gone on trips there. But, I mean, I could not convince one of the parents to let their teenager go because it, it was like Rambo and the gorillas were going to come get us. I mean, it was just like it was the most dangerous thing ever. I was like, okay, I understand that there are dangerous places, but, but this is what we're doing. This is where I've been. This is where I'm going. We're, we're doing everything we can. Wisdom and all these things, it didn't matter. There was so much fear that any negative thing, oh, that's wisdom. That's wisdom. We have to be careful of that because we'll be the ones getting stuck back in the wilderness. Remember? They never went in. Because fear gripped them. Amen? And there's a process that God wants to take us on so we can get where we need to be. Amen? All right. A um, couple of things I'm going to leave you with just in case you're not here next week. Number one, don't despise your wilderness time. 
right? I'm not going to despise when I feel like I'm in the wilderness, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel alone, the land of just enough. Don't despise it. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And you keep putting one foot after the other. Walking by the Spirit, one foot. Walk through the desert. How long did they say they could have walked through the desert? Some say 11 days if they just said we're going on a walk. Like, you know. Number two, we're going to go through these really quick. You, know, you kids are doing so good today. You are doing good. Number two, build upon, but don't hang on to last year's successes. The leaves are falling, falling down. New ones are growing. The fruit has been taken. It's gone. It's being consumed. We, if you try to pull on that fruit and try to store that forever, it's not going to last. It begins to rot. Take it, consume it, go on, produce more fruit. Man relies far too much on competence. Well, we did it just like this. If you only rely on what you're good at for every decision, it may lead you to say what the ten spies said. Well, we've never done that. We've never fought people like that. We've never gotten through here. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Yes, it may be out of your comfort zone, but through him, we can accomplish more than we think. Do you believe that? You can accomplish more than you think. There's, there's a, a, a word I love. It's called resilience. You know, it's that when you get hit, when something, a difficulty comes against you, resilience is the ability to get back up and to keep moving forward. That's resilience. Amen. So we learn from the past. We have fruit that sustains us from the past. We build on it and have learned lessons from that. But don't try to hang on to that because you won't, you'll get kept from moving forward. Amen. <clears throat> Rely on Jesus, the one who works through you. Mark 9.20 says, this is scripture about the boy. Uh, I'm just going to read this. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit, uh, spirit often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do, what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help, my, help me overcome my unbelief. Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, and he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of the child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. This man had been living with this problem since he was a little boy. He was having a hard time believing because I tried that, it didn't work. I tried that, it didn't work. Come on, who knows who's ever talked to somebody? I tried that, it didn't work. But there was still at that point when he came to Jesus, and Jesus was like, what do you mean, if I can? If I was to pull the room right now, and I, what are you going through? What, what are you believing for? That if you had a little bit of doubt, could we just imagine Jesus looking at us and saying, what do you mean if I can? What do you mean if I can? <sighs> you know, but this happened in the past and, you know, and, and the, you know, and I wanted to do like that again. Well, God may be calling you into a new thing. But I don't know if he can. What do you mean? If I can. So there's a trusting in the Lord to take us to that new place. New healing, new place in your business, new place in your relationship with him, new place in your marriage, new place in your relationships. Well, you know, it's been like this for forever. Well, it's been like that. I remember an old, old man one time. I, Heidi and I were leading worship together. We were in our 20s. 
And boy, we were giving it all we could give. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're out snapping strings on the guitar. I mean, we were just, we were bringing it all we could. We're like, we're loving Jesus, man. I, I kept extra strings. We're like, we were just giving it all we had. We we're just passionate for the Lord, you know. I got off this, this old man. He caught me in the foyer. I was coming around. He's like, yeah. All excited, are you? He's like, well, just give that a little while. That'll all go away. Be like me. And basically, I was like, I was like, we, 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 so we, we just kill me now. <laughs> if that's what I have to look forward to, Lord, just take me now. If that's my end, take me now. Because I don't, I don't want to say, well, you know, it, it, many, many times in our life, we, let the cares of this life and the failures of this life, this, you know, we let all the things of the past keep us from moving forward. And at some point, I believe this man just was like, damn, what's the use? And that's sad because I don't want any of us to get to that place where we stop moving forward in the Lord. Amen. You with me? Amen. Amen. Okay. So we lay aside past successes. I got a lot of stories for that. There's been a lot of areas in my life to where I'm like, well, I did it like this, and it worked, and now it didn't work. Especially areas like in youth ministry. Man, we did it, you know, with one group, and, man, it just blew up. I mean, just goes awesome. And it's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm pretty good at this. We try to do it again. Flop. Nobody comes. I'm doing it. I mean, I'm running around trying to make this happen. And I remember the Lord coming to me, and it was almost like he was like, are you done? Do you want to ask me what we want to do with this group? Well, we did it like this, and it was awesome. Well, have you sought me for today? See, competence can be a huge obstacle in moving forward in your relationship with the Lord. Because you think you're competent. I got this. I can do it. And the older I get, the more I realize I don't know. So we lay aside those successes, you know, and we move forward. Last year's leaves, they were beautiful, but they're gone. Last year's fruit, it was great, but it's gone. It's time to move into a new year. And number three, don't hang on to last year's failures. Boy, that's a big one. You may have failed really bad. This is something that gets me, if there is one thing that gets me. I do something that fails, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And the Lord may say, I want you to do that exact thing again. And maybe trust me this time. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it may be, I mean, I failed like this before, so it's just better not to do it anymore. Maybe some of you gave your heart to somebody, and they smashed it. Well, I'll never let that happen again. See, we've got to let go of last year's failures. You may have failed horrible, but lay them aside. Mistakes must not be allowed to define you. Mistakes must not be allowed to dictate who you are. You are not your mistake. You know, remember the light bulb. Thomas Edison, how many ways he tried to make the light bulb? I don't remember. Thousands of times. Why do you keep doing it? He's like, well, I figured out a thousand ways not to build a light bulb. <laughs> you figure it out. We fail, but we can't hang on to that. We can't let that dictate. I think there's a lot of people in church that will only sit on the chairs, on the pews, because they tried to serve in youth ministry and kids ministry and had a bad, they had a, you know, a bad experience. And so they, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's where I could say, be like us. We have million, we have millions of bad experiences. For some reason, we just keep coming back. <laughs> I'm here, ain't I? Don't let the failures, things that went bad, keep you from showing back up what the Lord has called you to be. Come on now, are you with me? Come on, let's finish strong. Let's finish strong here. Almost done. So you're not your mistake. Amen.
Um, praise the Lord. Man, I got so much more. This is this is uh, this is one of those days that I have way more than we'll have a series on this. Amen. Colossians three eight. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these: anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. We are being renewed. So there's an idea of laying aside the old. He said, lay aside. And he mentioned a lot of different things. There's a lot of failures. These would be failures. Rage. Anybody have fits of rage in the last year? 2023? Anybody have any malice? Did anybody slander somebody? See, these are failures. Lay those things aside. Filthy language from your lips. Maybe stop cussing so much. Stop talking about people so much. Stop downgrading people. See, those are, those are failures that you can lay down and start moving forward and let your words begin to build up those around us. And you are drawn to people, you may not even know this, that make you feel good. There's just, when I get done preaching, there's just some people I'll just want to naturally go around. They'll be like, oh, that's good. If somebody's got a problem with everything I preach, and I know they're over here, it's like, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to exit stage right. Now, I mean, that makes you laugh, but aren't you the same way? You know, you're going to be drawn to somebody that builds you up and edifies you. Now, one of our greatest evangelism tools in this world is kindness. The kindness of the Lord. Also love because it says they will know you by your love for one another. So the enemy does not like evangelism. He does not like people getting evangelized to follow Jesus. So he's going to attack the evangelist, which is all of us, in our kindness and our love. Keeping us beating each other up, cussing things out, talking negative, talking down, talking complaining. And he has effectively stopped the biggest, most powerful evangelism tool for the people of God. That's some preaching right there. Because people look at that and they say, I don't want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, you, how are you different? You, I mean, you, you, you love the people that you like, but you're not loving. See, there's an evangelism tool that we love those around and, and we're different because of his love for us. Amen. Careful that our fruit doesn't get corrupted, rotten. Put that off and get ready for a new season. Some of last year's fruit may have been rotten, corrupted by the world. Right? Failures, mistakes. It's time for a new season. Everyone say, new season. So when we move into this next season, I want you to know that whatever's happened in your life, you feel like you're not where you want to be. You go out there and look at some of the trees. Some of the leaves are falling, but they're preparing for new growth. Amen? Don't rip it out of the ground and inspect the roots and then try to like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember when I was a kid, when you maybe plant stuff when you was a kid, you know, and I want to see the roots, so I like pull it out, like want to look at it, you know, and then try to pull it in and now it's dead. You know what I mean? Don't, because you don't, does it seem like where it needs to be? Start chopping everything down, but trust in the Lord. There's an ebb and flow of life. There's high tide, there's low tide. Some people don't like those kind of messages, but I'm here to tell you, it, it's just the way it is. And I've had men of God that have preached and they may get up and preach a high message here, but I'm telling you, I've talked to them behind closed doors. When they got real with me, because it's not a popular message, but I've had them tell me, you're going to go through a hard times, son, but you keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't you give up. I'm telling you. I've been behind closed doors with people that would never believe these great men of God have dealt with sins that they've dealt with. 
I've had men of God sit us down and tell us, look us in the eye and say, greater men than you are fallen every day. Don't think you're somebody that you can do this without God, that you can do this without trusting the Lord. You can do this without trusting the Holy Spirit active in your life. Don't trust that you think that because you're a great singer, you can get up and sing these awesome, amazing sermons and just wow everybody. Don't think that when you stop depending on this word that you yourself won't fall. These are things that I want to encourage you with today. You keep your eyes on the Lord. If I die, I die. I'm going to die with my boots on honoring my Jesus. Don't let me caught, get caught unaware. Don't let me caught com- griping and complaining about this and that. I want to keep my eyes on Jesus and honor him. This is something God's really moving this next year. That this will be a church to where it, it's, it's an honor culture to Jesus. At the end of the day, it's just we stand and we honor him. We honor him with our life, with our words, with our actions. Amen? And when we do that, there's no valley we can't walk through. There's no desert we can't cross. Amen? Remember that that show, Running the Sahara. These dudes ran across the Sahara 4,000 miles, run across this amazing thing. That won't hold a candle to what we can do with Christ on our side. Well, let me rephrase that. Us on Christ's side. (laughs) Okay. Christ is not on your side. You get on his side. You know what I mean? Or you're not on his side. Make sure you're on the right side. That I'm behind him. I want to be, I want to, honestly, it's like, I want to be beside him, like one step back from him. I want to be to see him. But I want to be up here with him. I don't want to get up too far because I don't want to get out here on my own. He'd take a left turn. I don't see it. I want to be close, just behind, but close and follow him. Amen? Amen. And depend on him, depend on the spirit for today. Could you stand with me this morning? Trust God. Do we trust God this year? Praise the Lord. Don't despise the process. I don't know what process you're in, but don't despise it. Learn to love it. I honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say that I love doing push-ups. Right? I'm not necessarily going to say that I love doing fill-in-the-blank with it or work out. But I've, I've learned to love the strength that it builds in me. I've, I've learned to appreciate what it accomplishes in me. So therefore, I love doing push-ups or I love doing, you know what I mean? Like learn to say, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm falling short in this area and it's bringing a negative thing in my life. So I, I need to Focus on scriptures that really hold that up. And it's not really a process that I'm enjoying that I love, but I love what it's producing in me. Does that make sense? Learn to enjoy. At least be okay with the process that God has you walking through. And what that means is that I'm not complaining about it all the time. It means I'm not letting my words and my actions work against what he's trying to do. You need to get down and do these push-ups. Well, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, we, we get a hold of it. And it causes us to lose motivation. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me pray over you. Let's just close our eyes. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, Lord, what a burden you've put on my heart today. And I thank you. 
I thank you for it. The Lord, he is faithful to complete the work that he has begun. He is faithful to complete the work he has begun, even when we don't fully understand. Even when we feel alone. Even when we feel like we've fallen short. If we will ask, if we will trust him, he is faithful to complete the work that he has begun. So Lord, today we, we position our heart towards you. We lift our hands to you and we say, Lord, have your way in our life. Jesus, have your way. That my life would glorify you, Jesus that my actions, that my words would honor you above my own comfort, above my own ego. Jesus, that our lives would live to love and honor you. Let us be that people. Let us be your children that honor the Father, that you are the Father of this house. You are the authority, and we honor you. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness in our life. Thank you that you, you, you are the one, the, the father that, that came out and with arms wide open as we were prodigals and we came running home. And you, you, you threw a party for us, Lord, but let us, Lord, not forget that you are the father of this house. And we honor you. Jesus, we love you and we thank you today. I pray for my friends, Lord, I know a lot of different situations, but Lord, you know exactly where we are. We honor you with our life. We give you praise today. Pray that we would all call upon the name of Jesus for deliverance, for healing, and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.